Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It's Tuesday, February 5. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. And let me pray for the text, for the text today. Um, Heavenly Father, wherever we're traveling, uh, wherever we're going to school or to work or if we're at home, we ask for a blessing today on this passage as we continue to wrestle on what it means and how we apply it to our lives and to our communities. We ask, Lord, that uh, not into fresh insight, but uh, for fresh application in a way that uh, will build communities. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I am reading Ephesians 5, verses 21 to 33 from the message, the MSG today. Yeah. Subheading is relationships. Out of respect for Christ, be courteously reverent to one another. Wives, understand and support your husbands in ways that show your support for Christ. The husband provides leadership to his wife the way Christ does to his church, not by domineering, but by cherishing. So just as the church submits to Christ as he exercises such leadership, wives should likewise submit to their husbands. Husbands, go all out in your love for your wives, exactly as Christ did for the church, a love marked by giving, not getting. Christ's love makes the church whole. No, this is not good. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it? Mm-hmm. His words evoke her beauty. Everything he does and says is designed to bring the best out of her, dressing her in dazzling white silk, radiant with holiness. And that is how husbands ought to love their wives. They're really doing themselves a favor since they're already one in marriage. No one abuses his own body, does he? No, he feeds and pampers it. That's how Christ treats us, the church, since we are part of his body. And this is why a man leaves his father and mother and cherishes his wife. No longer two, they become one flesh. This is a huge mystery, and I don't pretend to understand it all. What is clearest to me is the way Christ treats the church, and this provides a good picture of how each husband is to treat his wife, loving himself in loving her, and how each wife is to honor her husband. Just a few thoughts. Okay, a quickly. few thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Um, how the two become one flesh is not a huge mystery. Just... <laughs> <laughs> and he says he doesn't pretend to understand like yeah again he was not married there are many things that he doesn't understand this does not seem to me to be a huge mystery um, uh, because it doesn't actually happen well, the two uh, people do not in fact become one person so maybe, there is no great now maybe, if that happened that would indeed be a great mystery but this is not a great mystery maybe um, it's a great mystery that people actually uh, two people who choose to be together choose to be together I don't think that's a great mystery it feels uh, like yeah. A fairly normal but thing for people to that, do. Remember that when Paul, I guess my definition of a great mystery yeah, is maybe slightly different. Okay, but but remember <laughs> okay. uh, this one little fact as well that in, in I just hit my microphone in Ephesians when Paul uses the word mystery, it's actually not a mystery. No, it's never. <laughs> whenever Paul says things, it's never what he says. I, so yeah, it's a big things. mystery. You're like, mm, no, it's not. No, so when Paul uses the word mystery, it's actually something that's actually revealed. Okay, I also have to point out one other thing. This this text, it or it's actually, well, twenty nine to thirty three. It's the first part of that, so it must be twenty nine, where it says, "No one abuses his own body, does he?" I'm like, Paul, again, how naive are you? Well, yes, people abuse their own bodies. Um, I could go and find you a hundred examples tomorrow. 
down in Denver, if somebody just wants to give me like an hour or two to go looking, I could fill up a that's, couple of buses with people who use their own bodies. To be fair, that's Eugene's paraphrase of what Paul's saying. Okay. And so Paul's saying in verse 29, if you look at that other one, there, it says no one hates his body in the sense that they, they feel and care cares. for well, it. Well, not everybody but, does. But, but Again, he's, saying, he's saying, this is his argument, saying, look, you should, and most people do. I mean, we're alive. I'm just saying that. it's but not a great argument because people do <laughs> abuse their own bodies. Many people do. They do. They do. And therefore, if they abuse their bodies, they also abuse people as well. Maybe, maybe as not. Well. They may only abuse their own bodies. Uh, it's hard to say. Well, the rule, the rule of thumb is, is that those who, if you don't love yourself, you mm. actually don't know how to love others as well. That's what uh, they say. And so they're saying that, taking care of yourself is actually also a way to be able to take care of others as well. Mm. That's what uh, the idea is behind it. So Paul's um, Paul's insight and inspiration uh, is now also affirmed by a lot of psychologists today. So okay. it's kind of interesting side to side there. Uh, just apologies to everybody. The reason why you paused on the text there is because I printed it out entirely different this time. Yeah, and Instead I looked of, at the second page and it actually didn't seem it like, like it, it was followed. YouTube, yeah. It felt like... The sentence had nothing to do with what went, I don't know. I, yeah, I thought so that they were in the wrong my, order. My apologies for that. It's just a totally new layout. And so it just felt like, oh, that's not it. But that's, that's where it well, Okay, you so he See, you submitted to me by apologizing for I something did. that really wasn't your fault. I did. And that actually is part of the answer to the question. Oh, what is the question? Uh, not the question, but I mean part of the answer to understanding this text, which actually comes later on. But here is the question for today. How well do I love my spouse like I love myself? Mm, well, you know... That's I was the just thinking about this because I feel like I was having a conversation. Already? With yourself? No, it wasn't with myself. It had to do with the golden rule. Uh-huh. We've been talking about this quite a bit lately. You know, the golden rule is do unto others as you would oh, have yeah. them do to you. And I've thought, and I've talked to other people who mm. think this too, that a better rule would be do unto others as others would want you to do to them. Because assuming that others want you to do what you would want done is kind of a weird assumption. In many ways. So I think loving lo- your you spouse... You may have lost me of the others, to tell others what the others were doing. Well, you're either doing to others what you would yeah, yeah. want done to yourself, yeah. or you're doing to others what others would want done. Yeah. And people don't always want what you want. Yeah. So when you use that as a rule, I think that it's more self-referential and it's less getting to know what the person actually needs from you. And I think the same thing, loving your spouse like you love yourself. Maybe your spouse doesn't need to be loved the way that you need to be loved. So loving them like you love yourself may not be the right thing to do. Um, loving your spouse like you love yourself might mean giving them a gym membership when they don't want one, for instance. Or, uh, or let's not who's, who's our that. friend who, who gave her husband like a six pack of, of like triathlon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yes, I know, I know. That's hilarious. Yeah. So yeah. that, that would be an example. That was a loving thing to do, but not what that person wanted. Yes, not what they want. That was not so, the ideal gift for I don't for think them. that you have to love other people the way that you love yourself. However, um, you should... By, by loving yourself and by actually taking care of yourself, I actually think that it actually is really a good sign of how you actually can also love others as well. And I think that love comes from God. And so God, God's love actually comes to us and that actually generates love for other people as well. Yeah. And I think right. that this is, uh, this is actually where the source comes in. I mean, it happens with children and parenting. I think that we know that the more you love children, the more the better they are in responding. Um, mm. I think that... The, you know, there is some people like, oh, you can love them too much. And I'm like, you can never love oh, children too much. Oh, I don't agree with that. I think you can't right? love you can, children you can, too much. You can love them. I mean, you can maybe not set any boundaries. <laughs> 
you really not have you really have no rules for them that's not the same as not loving them you can always love your kids uh, and i think that's actually really important um to be able to do so so i think the text here which i was kind of alluding to earlier understanding this passage really comes into uh and the text actually said this at the very beginning of the, of the week when the expanded Bible uh, kind of even said it, it said that uh, yield, in verse 21, that it said here, yield submitting grammatically linked to the previous sentence, so being part of filled with the Spirit. What, what they're trying to say here is that it's actually in chapter 5, verse 18 of this particular passage that you can't get to understand any of this passage here unless you're filled in with the Spirit. Mm. Unless you're driven uh, by God, um, this passage doesn't make a lot of sense. In other words, if your heart is not in sync with God, it doesn't flow. And I think this important is that we have always focused on these first three verses because they're like, oh, it's really quite straightforward. But in fact, the first three verses talk to the women. Nine verses after that talk to the men. And we very rarely talk to the verses that actually refer to the men. We spend all of our time talking to the very first three verses instead of the nine verses that follow. That yeah, I was thinking men. about that too, that there is quite because a bit there's more a lot. said. There's a lot here to talking to the men that actually, if men actually follow that, it would be it would be transformative uh, to their marriages, to well, their relationships. The reason that we don't attitude. do that is because women don't find it um, maybe useful or productive to stand up and and tell men what they should be doing the way that men seem to feel that they can do for women. So isn't that, isn't that the sign of weakness? I think it's a like little weakness? bit different. What's that? Isn't that the sign of weakness? No, I don't think it is. I a lot think it's of women, a, I'm saying, of, of people who actually need to like always fix somebody else's well, yeah. rather than their own problem. And, and that actually, that's part of the issue that we face as well. But, hey, our time's up for today. Um, and so let me just repeat the question one more time. How well do I love my spouse like I love myself? Think about that. Talk about that with your friends. Look after each other. Live love. And we will connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.